Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy February 12th. I, <laughs> I guess I lost track of myself, and there is an interview today, so I'm excited. We found this fella, my, my mentee told me that she had found this, this young guy on TikTok. Well, she told me that she found gambling recovery people on TikTok, and I started researching it, and I came across this wonderful fella, Harry. So the show is with him, and uh, yeah, check it out. It's another, it's another English episode. I'm starting to make lots of friends in the UK, and that is awesome because they're amazing. Okay, so today's reading from the inspirational calendar has a quote. Geez, I don't think I've heard this in a while. So it's a it's a neat reminder, and I think that it's so appropriate for the gambling community. If you think about how we live our lives when we're gambling and sneaking and doing the things. So Abraham Lincoln says, you can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. I'll tell you that once you cross to the other side, and by that I mean get gambling out of your life and start to see it, that you don't need it. You don't need to fool any of the people any of the time. You get to just be yourself because there's nothing to freaking hide. There's something so freeing about that. I love that there is not anything that I really do in my life that has to be a secret. I mean, there's some things probably you don't broadcast, but it's nice to have a transparent life when it comes to gambling, drinking. I woke up this morning from a freaking awesome message from one of my friends from, gosh, 30 years ago, 30 years we've been friends. And he said, uh, so yeah, I quit drinking. I just started quitting drinking or whatever. The money's nice. We'll see how it goes. And that just made my heart happy. I mean, I don't think that he necessarily has a problem with drinking. But I love that he's working on himself and shared it with me. So that made me happy. Okay, let's see what today's reading is. February 12th. I still am in a little bit of I miss flowers for Valentine's mode. It's really weird not having anything to do with the floral industry right now other than still having the friends that I love and adore and knowing that they're working their butts off. And I heard that it's one of the toughest Valentine's Days ever with logistics and airlines and all those things. So I suggest getting out there and ordering your flowers early or picking up your flowers early. It's going to be a wacky year because it's the weekend. And hey, all my other countries, I don't know if you celebrate Valentine's Day. I should actually look at that. Yeah, I might research that. Here in the States, we definitely do. And they call it a Hallmark holiday, meaning it's, a, it, it's an excuse or a made-up holiday for the card companies to sell things and the flower companies to sell things and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. 
especially if you're not doing this every day, it's a nice reminder to let people know that you love them. It doesn't have to be for a romantic partner, although that's like what it's based around. But it is a good excuse to show someone that you care about them, that you're grateful for them. It's a good... So, all right. So I bought someone a Valentine and it was someone, it's it's not like I'm in a romantic relationship with him, but it's somebody that I'm grateful that I have in my life. So I used it as an excuse to just tell him he was great, he was awesome, and that I'm grateful that he's part of my universe. So take it, take it for what you want to do with it. But like I said, even if it's just as simple as letting someone know that you might not know on an everyday basis that you love and care for them and they're important to you. Now, of course, I advocate for you doing this every day, and I would also promote that we should support the flower industry. If you if you knew the labor intensity of what happens on the farms to make you one little bouquet in the store, you would be mind blown, and you'd be like, how am I only paying 3 or $4 for a rose when it's been touched hundreds, if not thousands of times from from inception to when they propagate and when they pinch and when they cut and when they wrap and when they make a bouquet and when they ship. And it's really remarkable. And I'm sure that's the same in many other industries. I just have an affinity for flowers, of course, and they're very important to me. I don't know if you know this. I'll share a little secret with you. The logo for three, two, one, no kitten on the bottom is a flower and it's one of my favorites. It's a flower called stock. And the reason I picked it, aside from the fact that it smells amazing and it comes in beautiful shades of purple, is that I want everyone to take stock in themselves. And the way I envision my three, two, one recovery playgrounds is I'm going to have a cooler where I carry fresh stock all the time and I want to be able to give that to my patrons as they leave so that they know and remember it's important that they value themselves as well. So that's why it's part of my logo, all these little secrets you know now. Okay, what does our body, mind, and spirit book say today? Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turneth away wrath. There is nothing wrong with anger. Anger tells us we need to pay attention, that something's happening to us. But we may need to learn new ways of expressing anger. We need to take responsibility for our feelings and use I statements to tell others how we feel about without putting other people on the defensive. Expressing anger in a healthy way is a skill, and we can learn it. As with all skills, it will take practice to develop new ways of expressing anger. But we can learn to be assertive, not aggressive, even when we're angry. Our recovery program can teach us ways to let go of anger and help us learn new healthy ways of telling loved ones how we really feel and what we need. Anger needs expression. Without expression, it builds, it simmers, it stockpiles, it blurts out sideways through sarcasm or whining, it ferments into resentment. Without, with practice, however, we can make anger an ally instead of an enemy. Today, help me find a way to express my anger. Oh, this is so good. The first two things that I thought of, the first two examples is a couple weeks ago when I was really shitty in group and my communication came out 
angry and frustrated. And I did not like doing that. And hopefully, hopefully it was the time and place. I know that that's what Bill was trying to convince me of is that sometimes you just got to be more direct. And, and I definitely feel better about letting my thoughts out that I'm not stewing on them. Because when I do stew, one of my defaults is to talk to other people instead of the person involved, right? Which is shitty. We shouldn't talk about people behind their back. I will say that I definitely, even if I did talk about something with someone else, I tell the person. I don't say anything. I wouldn't tell the person to their face. It's just part of my belief system. And sometimes I just need to vent. And I'm not saying in a gossipy way. I'm saying in a let off steam so I don't hurt the other person way anger. And and you've seen me do it with you guys. I share I share my anger with you. And I think that telling you in a constructive way and analyzing it and navigating my feelings on air is a lot better than me telling some of the people that I've been angry with how I feel about them in a way because it would come across definitely as a you 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 and a blame 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 and there is some reprogramming I've done in my head and it's this goes back to I think I've shared with you I struggle with the difference between ego and confidence and it all comes down to this is where I'm landing on this anyway it all comes down to using the word I and I is very ego, so I don't like to use that. However, when we're addressing someone about anger, it's it needs to look something like this. I feel angry when this behavior happens. And you try to not blame the person. So for example, with my group guy, I feel angry when you go back out and relapse because I care about you and I worry for you and I want you to have a better life and a better life is waiting for you. And I get frustrated because you take it for, well, because it's taken for granted or the opportunity is missed or the light bulb hasn't gone on. Now, if I did that for everyone it would be really hard to keep up with everyone. I can't get angry when people go back out. I can get angry in this particular case because it's not about him going back out. It's about the bullshit story he tells himself and tells us and then wants to drag us into it. And I'm sorry, as much as I want everyone to recover, it's not my job to do that for them. It's just not. So that's one example. Another one is I... I was having a hard time making a phone connection when I was on the on the road and finally got connected to my friend and I had to make a stop and he had some stuff to do. So he's like, I'll call you back later. Later turned into never, but I got a message, something like uh, it was it was a decent message. But it was basically like something else is happening and I'm not calling you back. And my go-to was anger because I thought the 
reason was bullshit. I thought it was a made up thing. And the next day when he called me, well, the next day he started texting and my answers were a little abrupt. They weren't rude or anything, but it was one word answers, which could be justified by the fact that I was driving a car. But I was a little angry and I don't know really why. I mean, it didn't, it, it wasn't life or death that he didn't call me back. I just felt like it was a bullshit excuse. But then when he got on the phone, if I had if I had attacked him or expressed my anger, I would have been a real jerk because his reason was valid and he explained it to me a little better when we got on the phone. So that's another thing about pausing with anger. I, yesterday we talked about being still. Now, I don't want you to be still with anger and hang on to it where it stews and it fills your bucket with resentment and not letting it go. I want you to find ways to get past the anger. And that includes processing it. And sometimes it's going to include telling the other person you're angry. And sometimes it's not. So he never know. He doesn't know that I was angry. And he doesn't listen to the show. So he won't find out that I was angry. <laughs> but the angry wasn't really long, long lasting, which I'm grateful for because it really wasn't that big of a deal. It took me processing that for a minute, though, and sitting with it to realize, like, what am I getting angry about? This is silly. So it does need expression. And I don't I don't want to personally let it show up in sarcasm. That's one of my coping mechanisms. It's definitely one of my MOs that Neil talked about. God, ages ago, but he talks about how things show up. They're kind of our defense system, and one of mine is sarcasm. And it's one of my character defects that I still could use some work on. Sarcasm could be funny, but sarcasm can be hurtful too, and that's definitely an opportunity area for me. And it, it like any other thing, managing our anger can be developed and practiced as we grow in our recovery. The reading ends with, today helped me find a healthy way to express my anger. So I'm going to challenge you to think about, while you're not in a place of anger, what are some healthy ways that you can use to express anger? Is it journaling? Is it having one of these conversations with someone after the heightened emotions have simmered down? Is it talking to a friend? Is it going for a walk? What is what is calming that anger down look like for you? That would be my challenge question for you today. So take some time. Write a couple options down for yourself. Think about what works best for you. And think about the why. Why don't you want to come across like an angry lunatic, screaming, yelling, sarcasm, hateful language. And again, who do we get angry with? The people who are closest to us generally, right? Do we really want to be angry with the ones we love? Do we want to hurt them? I'm guessing not. So do your homework. Write down write down some options, some healthy options to release your anger. And the next time you get angry, practice. And you're going to have to keep practicing. I promise you that. It doesn't it doesn't happen overnight, but know that it's okay to be angry and know that there are solutions to incorporate anger without it having to be super detrimental. All right, beautiful people. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy Friday if you're listening today. <laughs>